listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Since 2009, the Pharmacy Podcast has been leading podcast publications as the insider voice of the pharmacy industry. Explore the profession and business of pharmacy through audio. Join us at PharmacyPodcast.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any of your favorite podcast directories. A, a very, very simple definition of working capital is simply... It's the amount of money that a company needs for payables before the company can collect its receivables. It's as simple as that. Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income, and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Whatever it takes. Well, hello, pharmacy owners. I have a financial uh, episode for you today. I recently put up a poll on our LinkedIn and Facebook pages asking pharmacy owners if you were interested in learning about uh, financing working capital, if your cash flow is tight, and really the overwhelming response majority was is you're at least interested in learning more. So this is me helping you learn more. Um, as any of you have been following me, I love to actually talking about cash flow and finances and numbers, all those nitty gritty things that most people hate. Um, but instead of just talking about this myself, I'm bringing in Carlos, who is going to help us kind of dive into working capital and what are some solutions um, from a financial standpoint that you can use in order to help increase your working capital and keep your pharmacy running and being able to take care of those advantages and opportunities. So Carlos, thank you for joining me today. Um, Before we get started in, let's tell people who you are uh, and where you're from and why you're talking about finances. Sure, sure. Thank you for having me, Lisa. So um, again, my name is Carlos Whale. I'm the CEO of Capital Solutions Bancorp. Uh, We've been around for more than 20 years, and what we do is we provide working capital for small and medium-sized companies, Um, and that's all we do. We don't do equipment financing or anything like that. The working capital is our specialty. So when we say working capital, nerds like you and me, we frankly probably know what working capital is, but there's probably some pharmacy owners, some pharmacy managers, some staff pharmacists that aren't exactly sure what we're talking about. So let's define working capital in a really simple way so that everybody's on the same page and we all know what we're talking about. Yes, yes. I'm glad you asked because working capital uh, has some very sophisticated accounting uh, definitions that people, you know, their eyes uh, go go blind and they go like, what the hell are you talking about? A a very, very simple definition of working capital is simply, it's the amount of money that a company needs for payables before the company can collect its receivables. It's as simple as that. So that gap, between having to honor your payables and the time that you can collect your receivables, that's the working capital that the company needs. It's as simple as that. So you can say that it's almost like a timing gap between payables and receivables. And the best way to visualize this is that if payables would be simultaneous with receivables, there would be no need for working capital. However, the reality is that that doesn't happen very often. And the truth is that 
you cannot make payroll or pay vendors uh, in taxes with receivables. They only take cash. It's as simple as that. Yeah. When I talk to pharmacies, I often tell them that working capital, your cash flow is, is the money you need to pay your wholesaler before you get paid from the insurances. Exactly and they're like, oh, right. okay, I know what I, I know what that money is. So it's that it's that extra cushion that you need in your bank account. And there's actually many reasons why a pharmacy might be low on working capital. Um, some are critical red alert reasons. Um, others actually could be good reasons. Um, there's actually many times in my pharmacy career of owning my first pharmacy where I almost grew myself out of business. When you're That's growing right. very rapidly, cash flow can get very tight. And that sounds you know, counterintuitive. That's like, hey, you've got more business. Don't you have more cash? But again, it's a timing issue and it takes a while to come in. Um, and then there's other red flags of like, you're absolutely not making any money. So even if you're collecting all your money, your profits are so low that, you know, you're not having anything left over, you know, and those are some more red alert reasons. But for from you as you know, you work with a lot of pharmacies um, on specifically their working capital. What are the top reasons that usually a pharmacy is coming to talk to you about um, options for more working capital? Yeah, well, the, the reasons where cash flow uh, of working capital becomes tight are really revolve around the following. Number one is when payables get shorter. And we know this very, very clearly when wholesalers uh, start demanding payment, uh, a faster payment, that requires, that in increases the gap between payables and receivables. The second reason is when receivables uh, get longer, meaning uh, uh, your, your collections just simply take longer to come in. Um, another reason is when margins become tighter. Uh, that, that requires all these reasons uh, require more working capital uh, to maintain the same level of activity. Now, there is another interesting situation that you touched upon that is very interesting. This requires more additional capital, uh, working capital, and that is when a company is growing. And um, I think the best way to picture this is the following. Imagine a body of a five-year-old kid that works perfectly well with a certain amount of blood and all the organs work efficiently and so on and so forth. Now, fast forward the movie uh, 30 years, and there is no way that that adult body can work efficiently with the same amount of blood as the kid had. Uh, and obviously the organs do not have enough blood supply. So it's, you know, rub one, one organ rubs the other one for, and, and that's a little bit what happens um, in, in a growing company, which is what you were mentioning. So it is very, very common that um, uh, pharmacies and companies in general can grow themselves into bankruptcy, not because they're not making a profit, but because they just did not foresee the need for additional work and capital. And this is very interesting because aside from being a very, very stressful life, uh, lack of working capital has a secondary uh, and very damaging consequence, and that is management tries to avoid pain. And every time that management feels that, that cash flow pain, 
it kind of instinctively lifts its foot from uh, the gas pedal and stops slowing down growth and coming up with uh, um, uh, strategies uh, to serve their customers better and so on. And they just basically give up on the idea of growth, uh, which I think is, is very bad because it shortchanges the partners uh, and, employ and employees of, of, of the pharmacy and the customers, of course, because the company just simply does not achieve its full potential. Um, and, and it just makes for a pretty miserable life. So, um, yeah, that is that is the issue with lack of working capital. And I know that in, in your audience has heard you before, and I could not agree with you more that it's so important to have very, very good KPI uh, for to be able to track how you're doing with your cash flow. It's, it's very, very important to know not only if you're making a profit, but just as important, if not more important, uh, to know whether your operations are producing cash or consuming it. It's very, very important. Yeah, I, I uh, like to talk about in profit versus cash flow. You know, there's profit does not equal cash and cash does not come from profit. It's it's this really it's it's illogical for somebody thinking on the outside. But when you understand the finances and how money flows through a business, it starts to make more sense. So I love helping pharmacies owners um, understand that and distinguish between you can be profitable, but you could also have no cash and you can't operate. I love your analogy of the blood because I often say cash is the oxygen to a business. But I, I love that analogy. That's that's very clear, especially to us clinicians. And so, um, you know, you mentioned about getting working capital. So obviously you guys are helping pharmacies get working capital. And a lot of times when they are short, I think a lot of pharmacy owners, well, do I need to take out a loan? Do I need to take out a line of credit? You know, what are my options? And really you have a, a third option kind of outside of that, that I thought was unique enough to ask on my audience, which is why I posted the poll. And I, and then they, you guys want to learn some more information about this. And so uh, this is kind of short-term bridge types of things. Use it when you need it. Don't use it when you don't, don't need it, um, which is a little different than getting a loan and, and getting a lump sum of money and, you know, having that payment schedule and those kinds of things. So there's a lot of different financial tools to help you with your working capital. Can you talk a little bit about how you guys help pharmacies with, with getting them out of that pinch? Exactly. So the first option and the one I would recommend that you can say, Carlos, you're talking against yourself, but the first option would be to go get a line of credit from a bank. That is what I would recommend. The, the, the challenge with that option is that banks are what I would call rear view mirror lenders. And, and, and they would typically ask you for your last two years financials, et cetera, et cetera. So they're looking at your past, which usually has nothing to do with what you're gonna be doing next year and, and, and your needs for working capital going forward. So typically uh, uh, you make a submission to uh, the bank and the bank says, um, you know, your financial will look great, but we cannot give you $300,000. Uh, we would like to see a better top line, et cetera, et cetera. Come back next year and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll reevaluate. And, and as you're walking to the door, you're thinking to yourself, well, yeah, I'm going to come back next year, but if I don't have fresh working capital, nothing much is going to change. 
Um, so again, a line of credit would be the first option, but if they don't give you enough money, then uh, what we do is another good option. And that is basically what we do is we discount your receivables. So we take all your receivables um, that you have and uh, we advance you that money so that you can use that money. As we said uh, a few minutes ago, you cannot use uh, receivables to make payroll or paying wholesalers or make taxes. So we give you the tax on, uh, sorry, the, the cash on an as needed basis. So you don't have to uh, get all your receivables funded um, if you don't need it. Uh, you do it on an as needed basis. Uh, there is no long-term contract or anything like that. So um, you can literally do it as you need it. Uh, there is no problem with uh, doing both. In other words, getting a line of credit, uh, using our funds to supplement that. And as you um, um, deepen your relationship with your bank and the bank starts feeling more comfortable with you and starts giving you more money, then you just use us less until you finally don't need us. So if from that point of view, you can say that we're a little bit of a stepping stone. Yep. I, I That's why I thought that this was worthwhile to share with the audience. Um, it can it can help you in, in a small time pinch. And those growth opportunities, there was a lot of opportunities this year between COVID testing, uh, different vaccine sites. And a lot of times you need, people needed the capital to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. And what right. I hate hearing is I just didn't have the money to go do that really awesome thing that would have been great for the community and ultimately great for my business as well. So I want to stop that. So Carlos, if somebody's thinking that this might be good for them, how do they get a hold of you for more information? The best way I think is just reaching out to me. I mean, I can give you uh, um, emails and websites and so on, but the best way to reach me, just give me a call. And my cell number, I mean, I, I urge um, your audience to just simply send me a text. It's 239-822-9906. Uh, Perfect. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. Um, I'm, I love talking about finances. I'm sure we'll be talking again more as we get into uh, cash flow uh, stuff. So thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. And I really appreciate it, Carlos. Thank you for having me. Lisa. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Four, hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Become a pharmacy badass is proud to be a part of the pharmacy podcast network this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com